Welcome to the Teachers Podcast in association with Classroom Secrets, the podcast that's here to help teachers. Whether it's discussing the latest issues in education or sharing top tips for use in the classroom, if you work in education or want to know more about the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Now, please welcome your host, former teacher, life work balance advocate and successful business owner, Claire Riley. My guest today is Rosette Legino bell and she is the founder of Diverse History UK and is passionate about schools implementing a diverse history curriculum whilst also meeting the national curriculum. So as head of history at an all-boys school in Canning Town, Rosa was in the position of being able to introduce into a school with a very diverse pupil role, a curricula that reflected much more of their root culture and history. And that curriculum is still active in the school five years after it was implemented and three years after she left. So she's now a consultant helping schools plan how they can teach more diverse history in their schools. So this was such an interesting topic to discuss. So let's get to the interview. So Rosa, thank you so much for joining me on the Teachers Podcast today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to join you this morning. So we were just talking about earlier how it seems such a long time ago that we actually booked this. We're in November at the moment, um, but we were finally doing it. So really happy to have you here. So first of all, then, how would you describe Diverse History UK to teachers who have never heard of it before? So, um, yeah, Diverse History UK, um, I founded in 2020. Um, and it's, I guess, teaching a diverse um, education or, or you know, marginalised history to students has been something that I've been passionate about for a long time. And that um, in my kind of teaching experience as head of history and associate assistant head, I've really um, tried to implement in any schools that I've been in. Um, so, yeah, I guess I, I was kind of sitting there one day pondering upon pondering upon this and thinking about how um, how we can sort of make this happen on a more sort of inter- not international, more national scale and I thought well why don't I kind of be proactive about it and actually um, launch uh, a company that supports schools in in producing um, diverse uh, curriculum material Um, because I I feel like my my experience from talking to um, other educators is it's something that the majority of of educators really do want to do um, but may not feel confident um, in producing the resources or teaching the subject matter. Um, so I guess that's where I felt that we could fit in, in, in terms of, um, you know, with, with my experience of, of creating outstanding resources and um, my experience in a lot of these sort of marginalised histories so we could support schools in making sure that they could implement these um, aspects into their curricula whilst being confident in the subject knowledge and being confident that it was, you know, a, a, an ex- outstanding and, and intellectually stimulating lesson. The students yeah no I love that because I think you've touched on on one of the things that I was thinking is that it's certainly not that teachers don't want to do it it's often not knowing where to start or not wanting to do it wrong um to kind of have that foundation from somebody who actually has experience rather than just be like uh let me just go on google and see what I can do um and so I think that's amazing well done for kind of not only sort of seeing a gap in the market but seeing how you can help you know the whole of the sector um in in such a kind way because you're coming from a place of yeah I understand that and that's not wrong it's okay so let's help so thank you yeah I mean that that's the plan and and um 
it is something I'm really passionate about. So I, I hope uh, I hope people do kind of reach out to us for the support there. Super. Right. Okay. So why do you feel then that it is so important that children receive a diverse history education? So um, I kind of, I guess I think back to my own history education and my history teachers at school were fabulous, which is what gave, you know, they were part of the reason that I kind of ran where, where I am today. So uh, it's certainly not um, anything against them. It's, it's more, I guess, the fact that I sort of realised the curriculum, the history curriculum that I did at GCSE hadn't changed from, well, my parents kind of talking to them and they were born in the 50s to myself learning about it and then and then when I first started out teaching the kind of the the curriculum that was taught I know there is obviously leeway within what you teach but generally it was the same things sort of being being churned out again and again and uh, it's not to say that you know it's not important to learn about those things because of course world war one world war two history is incredibly important as is learning about aspects of of, uh, the empire dependent on how it's taught in my opinion um, so a lot of the traditional stuff is really important, um, but I guess where I, my my issue is that it, it it's not the only thing that should be taught. There are histories from marginalised groups. So, for example, let's say Black history or uh, LGBTQ plus history, or um, looking at the history of mental health provision, things that are not really taught on, which um, are really significant and. I think would speak to a lot of our young people today um, because a lot a lot of the history that is currently taught, not in all schools at all, but in, in many schools still, I feel is not necessarily very relevant to our students today. So I, I do feel that it's in order to engage students and to make students feel that their own histories are told, it's important that as educators, we really widen our our horizons in terms of the subject knowledge that we're we're looking at and we're asking students to engage with yeah and also just fostering a love of wanting to find out more as well i mean we're in this age now where i look everything up and i'm sure you do as well we can i remember what it was like being 10 and wondering something and i don't wonder anymore i just look and my children are the same um I mean, they're only five and three, so they don't look themselves. But my five-year-old will go, Mummy, what sons or sons? And I'll be like, I don't know. And she'll go, can you look it up on your phone? Um, and I think that's the thing. We can instill this love now. Of it. It's not just you learn history when you're at school, but you can continue learning because... I learn parts of history most weeks. You know, I'll watch something on television and I'll be like, hmm how much artistic license is here then? What was the real story? And um, or you might see, you know, a post on Facebook and you just want some clarity and sometimes it's not history. And so I think this is really exciting. And I think you're right. We need to, it's not necessarily even just about what we're teaching, is it? It's about instilling this love of being able to want to and find out for yourself from your own perspective, what's important for you. Mm. No, exactly. And I guess, um, part you know a huge part of of teaching history is asking students to be be critical to think critically and to constantly question everything and to you know ask questions of any single piece of evidence any single piece of historical evidence they look at to ask questions of this is this reliable 
you know, to what extent is this is this a valid interpretation? As where's this historian come from, or or how politically was this person involved at the time? So I guess through through teaching um, kind of lesser told narratives, or in other words, asking students to look at an angle of history that they might not have looked at before, that would really support that critical analysis. Because so uh, an example I like to give here is um, when teaching about um, the Nazis. So let's say we're looking at, at Nazi Germany. Um, often, often it will be taught that um, you know most young people or many young people involved in the Hitler Youth and were kind of avid followers of, of the Nazis and were indoctrinated by by that ideology. But um, then, then, then the marginalised part that I feel is not taught as much is actually there was a huge amount of young people that resisted the Nazis and that actively opposed the Nazis. And so by teaching the students both sides of the story, yes, you're teaching them something that's more in the mainstream about the, the Hitler Youth, but you're also teaching them actually there was a lot of young people involved in the White Rose movement who were members of the Edelweiss Pirates who were you know, risking their lives to oppose and resist the Nazis. And so then that will help the students to critically think, to go, well, actually, I looked at this, I looked at this source, I looked at the fact that, you know, they, they were, these young people were indoctrinated and they followed the Nazis, but now I've got this evidence. So how can I use this evidence to sort of help me think about the validity of this evidence? So mm. I think it kind of will really support young people in having a more rounded historical education and will support their critical thinking. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Okay, so why why are you so passionate about it then? Um, I guess from, so I started, I, I've been teaching for over 10 years now. And during that time, I've taught in quite a few different schools. Um, so I, I lived in London. Uh, I'm from London originally. I now live in Norwich. So I've, I've taught in both London and Norwich schools. And, and in London, the uh, schools were hugely diverse um, in terms of, um, so I, I guess more sort of racially and ethnically diverse. Um, and in some of the schools I, I was at, we were sort of, you know, teaching this, you know, classes of 90% non-white students, almost purely white British history. And that kind of didn't mm. sit right with me. Um, and as an NQT, you know, you kind of sit there looking at it and thinking, but you don't necessarily do a lot about it. And as my career progressed, I ended up teaching in, in one school in particular that did such a fabulous job of diversifying its curricula and was teaching the students about um, pre-colonial Africa. So looking at, you know, the achievements and the progressive civilizations in Africa before European colonization, um, was teaching about things like um, Indian soldiers who fought um, for Britain in World War I. So rather than focusing on, in, on a kind of more generally taught narrative of, um, you know, the white British soldiers, and I thought this is so brilliant because this really resonates with the students. They're so engaged um, and they can understand why, you know, they, they're getting to see a part of that. Although they're in Britain, yes, but they're getting to see a part of kind of some of their own histories. Um, and it was that that really I thought at that point I, I realised this. it was something that could actually be done and it was something that was achievable. And so I went on from there to after this school I've worked at in East London, I went on then to, to be head of history at another school in East London. And at that point, I completely revamped their curriculum, which was already good, but I felt it, it needed some further diversification. 
Um, so yeah, I went in and I completely revamped their curriculum and it was an, an all boys school in East London, again, very, very diverse. And um, the difference in terms of the pupil engagement and how, you know, the, the sort of feedback that they were giving about history improved um, improved so much and um, their attainment went up loads as well. And they would say to me, you know, thanks for the lesson, Miss. It's so great to, to be learning about things that we feel is relevant, you know, relevant to our our own lives or our own ancestry and uh yeah after after i left there they've continued to which i'm very very pleased about they've continued with this with this same i mean i'm sure they've changed elements of it but they've retained this um really exciting and diverse curricula in, in their school um so yeah it's 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 fabulous and um it's so rewarding to see the uh, to see the positive the almost immediate really positive effects of, of implementing it yeah, I love that. I mean, I think it's important, obviously, because I can only imagine what it's like to, to, I don't know, have a couple of generations of your family that have been in Britain and not really know anything about the history of, you know, where, where your family has been. But, I mean, perhaps you do from your family, but not from school. And um, I was just thinking, uh, just thinking uh, things over then as you're talking and, one of the things that I feel is interesting is it, it's not just about this identity of self. It's also, I suppose, I want to say about opinion or the story that's told. And so my husband's um, family is partly from Serbia and partly from Italy. And um, they seem to have a really sort of strong knowledge-based curriculum there, especially in history. And you know, what, what we know, say, about World War One is completely different to the story that um, his, his auntie will tell. Who she, and she's really strong in her history and she knows everything. And it's like, she's in the 70s and she has not forgotten. And it's just interesting, not necessarily just from your own personal perspective, but the stories that other people will tell and then trying to put that together and like, hmm, well, that's something and we know something. And we'll never know what the middle ground is, but it's it's bringing it together, isn't it? Yes, exactly. And I, I think that's so important, what you said there, because I think um, it's kind of essential, really, that when we do teach students, that we actually be honest with them and say, you know, this is only one part of a huge story. And, you know, kids get so little time with one particular subject. Um, so you, I mean, you'd never have time to teach all of them anyway, but obviously it's very limited what you can teach them in that time. So I think to sort of remedy that is so important to say, like, we're looking at this aspect, but this is not the only side of the story. This is not the only thing that happened at, at this time. Um, and so, and, and it's really important that kind of, that they understand from a young age, even from, you know, key stage one, that there are many different sides of, of the story because I think, thinking about my education in history, you only sort of get told that once you get to your degree. <laughs> mm. And suddenly it's like, oh, hold on. And not everything that I was taught previously is, you know, 100% truth in the whole story. Actually, there's many more sides to the story. And I think it's really important that we're on, honest with students about that um, because I think that that supports their critical thinking as well. And, and you know, if we're not teaching them to sort of question everything in history, then what are we there for, in, in my opinion? 
Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I had a very similar kind of experience. And I suppose what, what, what did my history lessons teach me? That Britain had a great past, um, I suppose, really. And is, is that really true? Um, and then I think I was about 28 when I first went to Serbia. And I just got this massive lesson in something completely opposite. Um, and obviously, that was also very, um, I want to say one-sided, just like um, the version I'd been taught was. Um, but, you know, if you didn't have a history degree and you don't have a family that you've married to, into in Serbia, then maybe you'll never know. No, exactly. And that's really bad. Yeah, exactly. And no, I completely agree. And I think that is kind of part of the ethos upon which diverse history is is founded on. Um and, and actually, I just want to say, I, I also grew up with a Serbian in my life. <laughs> so I know exactly what you mean. My my, my auntie married in, in, a Serbian man and, and they would quite often have um, heated, we'll call them heated debates <laughs> over yeah. the realities of history. Because obviously she was brought up in, with an English education. He was brought up with a Serbian education. And yeah, it was it was interesting to see how different their narratives were that they'd sort of been brought up with. So it, it just, you're right. It's a really kind of good lived example of that in action, isn't it? Yeah, but and I love the discussion. Like it's like popcorn, <laughs> you know. Like, wow, this is this is great. Carry on, because I want to know people's opinions as well. Um, sometimes it's not about necessarily the truth, is it? It's about people's interpretations of the truth. No, exactly. That's it. And what is? I mean, this is a bit philosophical, but what is the truth anyway? You know. Well, exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, and I suppose. Um, Sort of the, the other thing that um, is important for diverse history is, um, and I understand this can be a bit controversial, but um, so when when teaching, let's say, black history or LGBTQ plus history, um, it, I, I feel it's really, really important. Yes, obviously, students need to understand the sort of um, the persecution and the discrimination that, that these groups have, have gone through. But it is so, so important for students to to learn about the achievements and Mm. the successes of people within these groups as well. Because, I mean, let's take black history, for example, students learn about the slave trade. And yes, that's very important. Of course, students need to learn about that and need to understand that. But I, I feel really passionately that if the school is teaching about the slave trade, they also need to teach about pre-colonial Africa to look at kind of how successful many parts, many parts of Africa were before colonialism. Or yeah. even if you're looking at abolition, yes, look at characters like Wilberforce, you know, but also who were the sort who were the black people that were really, really influential in the abolition slave yeah. trade. So that's kind of I guess that that's um a really significant thing for Diverse History UK is celebrating people from you know historically marginalized groups as well as looking at their persecution because it's I think it's a terrible shame if if you know for let's say a student from from the LGBTQ community if they purely learn about the persecution and how how that group has been Mm. downtrodden and don't look at people like Marshall P Johnson um who you know who's act who actively you know risk risk their lives to progress to progressive rights for for the lgbtq plus community um for example so i think it's so important for for students to be able to resonate with brave and progressive and um 
successful characters from uh sorry I shouldn't call them characters but you you know historical yeah. historical characters as well as looking at the oppression and that's very very important for us at diverse history yeah no I think you're absolutely right and you know when you're in the detail of just teaching what you're teaching you don't necessarily see the the picture that you're painting over time but then like when it's pointed out to you and you step back and you go oh what we're saying is we're only teaching for example you know when you talk about the slave trade we're only teaching about successful white people and unsuccessful black people and that that's very such a small part isn't it yeah no exactly and I can see how that would be easy to do if um especially in primary school you know where you you're so as a primary school teacher you're trying to teach outstanding lessons Mm. in about 10 different subjects and history might not be your your subject and so you you know you have a look you do some research and the research that's most prevalent and easiest to come by will probably be the stuff where it shows oh the unsuccessful black people in in inverted commas you know and the successful whites in inverted commas and so yeah. that might be the direction you go. And that's because I feel at the moment, although it, things are improving, but it's very difficult to find, you know, alternative narratives, if you like. And so, I, you know, it's not a sort of a judgment at all. I can totally see how you might end up producing a scheme work like that. And I guess that's where we feel like we, we fit in. We want to be able to support, be easy and affordable support for schools so that that doesn't always happen. Yeah, no, and I get that because, I mean, it, it's things like, it, I feel like it's exactly the same as getting a roofer to roof your house because they are, are experienced and they have the time and um, they have the knowledge and, and it's the same yeah, thing, isn't it? Yeah, completely, yeah. I would really struggle doing my own roof. <laughs> yeah, 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 so would I. <laughs> Thankfully, I don't need my roof doing right now um, because I've heard it's very expensive. Um, but... Um, Okay, so you're a teacher and you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, yeah, this is really interesting. I, what can I do next? What are three actionable steps that you can just share with teachers that they can just try out really in the classrooms with their classes? Um, so, yeah, I guess, I guess the first thing to do would be just, just get in touch um, with us um, to find out about how we can support you. It's completely free to get in touch with us and, and to have a, have a discussion. Um, and at the moment, we're also offering a free um, three lesson scheme of work because, you know, we understand that people want to see, you know, the quality of our, our work before they can commit things. So um, we're very happy to provide that so you can see the quality um, of the lessons. Um, secondly, we really, really encourage people to obviously in teaching, we have a lot of, you know, teacher friends from schools across the country to get in touch with, um, you know, these people and just to encourage them to reinvigorate and to diversify their curricula. Um, because, you know, it's, I like, you know, like we discussed, it really is so important and the students are really, really grateful for it. Um, and thirdly, um, if you would like to write a blog for our website um, on anything historical and educational, um, we're always very grateful for um, educational contributors. So please get in touch about that as well. Oh, that's fantastic. And I've already recommended somebody to you, so hopefully you'll be in touch Fabulous, with them. Fabulous, I will do. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to um, have your moment of fame, <laughs> then uh, get in touch with Rowan. Uh, it'd be really, really good. But also, it'd be really nice, because I know that you know there's been a movement um, over the last few years, really, that, that's building. And so I know that there'll be lots of teachers in schools that you know are making waves in this area who will be able to share their stories, which... 
will encourage others as well sometimes well always we always have to have those people who are willing to put the toe in the water first and um i suppose be willing to get burned yeah. and, and make mistakes and do it wrong and, and and learn from that as well so yeah i think that was really good but i just want to say thank you so much for joining us and how can people find out more about you um yes yeah, so thank you so much for having me it's been really really great chatting this morning um I guess the first thing to do would be to go on to our website, um, which is www.diversehistory.co.uk. Um, and on our website, you will find all the details to get in touch with us. There is a contact form um, that you can fill out. There are also all of, all of our details of our social media uh, sites, which you can follow. We would love if you followed. Um, or you can follow me on LinkedIn. I'm Rosa Legino bell um, uh, and that's how me and Claire found each other, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, or you can email me uh, on uh, rosa at diversehistory.co.uk. I'd really, really love to um, hear from people and to um, kind of build build the network of like-minded educators. Yeah, super. Well, thank you so much. It's been really insightful and um, a lovely chat. Yeah, thank you. I've really enjoyed it as well, Claire. Thanks very much for having me. Thank you for listening. The Teachers Podcast is in association with Classroom Secrets, a provider of high quality and affordable teaching resources that children love and teachers trust. To find out more, visit classroomsecrets.co.uk.